Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Strictly Stripes podcast. I'm Michael Nizalik. He's Andrew Gillis. Muhammad Ahmad is uh, out today. So the inmates are running the asylum. Um, we're going to jump right in. Free agency, obviously. Uh, Monday is when teams can start negotiating, I think, at noon. Uh, sign a couple days after that. Bengals have 17 free agents left. Clark Harris, not expected back. The news today. Mitchell Wilcox, who was a restricted free agent, won't get tendered. So if I set the over-under, Andrew, at 10, that they'll resign, are you taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm going under. I think um, you kind of look at that, and I'm going under by a few. Uh, I think if you kind of look at the names, I mean, obviously you mentioned the Clark Harris one, but I I think Jesse Bates is obviously gone. Um, I think – you're going to re. I think Eli Apple's gone. Uh, I do think they're going to re-sign Hurst. I know there's been a lot of talk about kind of drafting a tight end, but uh, I, I I don't think that necessarily precludes you from um, from drafting one. You know, I could absolutely see a scenario where a third round tight end comes in and then you bring in a Hayden Hurst. So, um, you know, I think uh, I, I think I my final number was eight. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Uh, the ones that I had, just for Claire, I had Von Bell, Hayden Hurst. Uh, I think they're going to bring back P. Ryan, uh, Brandon Allen, Michael Thomas, Trent Taylor, Clay Johnston, Lamons. That's eight. Yeah, I should mention they uh, re-signed Joe Bocci and Jalen Davis yesterday. Davis to a two-year deal, Bocci to a one-year deal. Guys that obviously key special team contributors. Um, do you think – so, I mean, you got it pretty chalk, I think. I think that's what kind of everybody yeah. – Mostly expect so no surprises. I take it you you don't expect like a a Jermaine Pratt, Pratt surprise next week. No, and, and I kind of wrote about this today for like for uh, morning briefing. Like the, the Bengals, their era of I think making splashes and making surprises is kind of over. Um, the big kind of splashes that you're going to get over the over these next handful of years, I think, are going to be mostly re-signings, um, you know, the Joe Burrow extension, if there's a T Higgins extension, uh, Jamar Chase, his, I mean, he's eligible for an extension next year. Uh, what are you going to re-sign Logan Wilson? Like there's, there's a lot of different things you can do. And um, I think it's not as exciting in March for the fans, 
Uh, but you're, you're going to learn pretty quickly that dudes are dudes are going to get paid, and if you're going to get paid like that, you can't be going out and dudes are redoing. <laughs> that's what's is that your description of free agency? Dudes are getting paid. Dude, dudes are getting paid. That's what we should call it. That's, like we should just say dudes are getting paid. That yeah. should be our podcast title next week. Dudes <laughs> getting paid. Go. Um, but like you're going to have to start paying all these guys and paying all these dudes, I should say. And right. uh, you're just going to reach a point where you can't go into an off season and say, Hey, we're going to rework, you know, three fifths of our offensive line. I mean, the Bengals added a center, a right guard and a right tackle last year in free agency, along with a starting tight end. Like you can't do that every year. And like, frankly, the team is good enough to where you don't have to do that, but they just, they're not going to have the means to do that every year. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I was going to ask you about surprise departures. I, I think Mitchell Wilcox was a bit of a surprise since now they basically right. have no tight ends, um, which is interesting. Um, uh, you know, so and and Wilcox, I thought played well for them in that role and would have been a cheap option. Uh, who do you think it, it is? It could Hayden Hurst. You mentioned you think he's coming back. I still think it could go either way because the tight end market's not very deep. Do you think that he could be a surprise departure? I mean, do you think there's any surprises in store that way? Not not just bringing guys back, but a, a departure. I think Hearst is a possibility just because, you know, Duke Tobin mentioned the market will kind of uh, just, you know, kind of shake some of these things out. And the tight end market right now is not very deep. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the thing with, with Hearst is if Hearst is going to go – there's, I mean, who are you going to throw? If Wilcox is gone, if Hurst is gone, uh, not only do you have to draft a tight end, you probably have to sign one too because you just kind of look at the depth chart. Like, are you going to bring in a Sam Laporta in the third round or the second round and say, okay, you know, you're a starting tight end. I, I just don't think that that fits kind of what the team wants to do in terms of, you know, winning now. You know, everybody talks about tight ends kind of taking a little bit to acclimate to the NFL game. So are you really that sold on Mayer where, you know, you're like, hey, Mayer is going to be the guy day one and he can be the guy for a, for a Super Bowl team. I just – I think you need a veteran guy in there. Um, Hurst gave them a lot last year, I thought, in, in kind of what his role was. You know, I'm not saying that he has to go out and, you know, be the leading target getter or anything like that because he's pretty clearly the, you know, the third or the fourth option on this team in the passing game. So – I think if you were to look at a surprise departure, as I kind of go down my list, I think Hurst is probably the best option. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I think that he's the one, like I said, with with just the way you know he could get an offer that he could probably not turn down. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if it's years or, or per, per annual per salary per year. Um, I know he's very big into like, you know, finding someplace he likes, but sometimes if you get too good of an offer, right, you got to take it. Um, he's probably the guy. I think the opposite way, I think Jermaine Pratt, um, even though I think he leaves, that linebacker market is getting kind of insane just in terms of who's available. And I think it might take a minute for him to find a deal he likes just because of the sheer number of good linebackers. Uh, I mentioned this, I think, on our subtext the other day. It seems like every other day a good uh, you know, all-pro type of linebacker gets released. Yeah, the, the Pratt thing is interesting to me because I wonder, like, it, it very much seems like he's gone. I just, I wonder what kind of market there is for him. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like I, I, I'm, I'm curious, like what kind of deal he's going to get. Um, 
you know, the what's the famous saying? People like where their stuff is. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if if Pratt is going to look at the market like in it's, you know, it's a later signing. Um, I, I could I, I would, you know, I would put those chances at pretty low, but I, I wouldn't necessarily discount it to say that, look, if, if Jermaine Pratt kind of looks around and in a, in a week or two, if he's kind of looking around and saying, all right, I have this, you know, this offer where I can go make a little bit more money elsewhere or I can just come back to Cincinnati. I feel like he's gone. Um, I, that that to me would be um, uh, would be kind of a surprise. The the one that I've been thinking more and more about, and I don't know about you, is is Von Bell. Um, mm. I I wonder because you're you're at this point now where it's Friday uh, as we record this. You mentioned free agency. The negotiating periods open Monday. I mean, you're talking about a starting safety, and and Von Bell is the one that if I were the Bengals, I would be kind of gritting my teeth over because you, you probably want to get Bell in here. Uh, you know, Lou talked about how you have two safeties. You can pretty much interchange them in their scheme. But if you lose Von Bell, you're talking about Dax Hill as one of your safeties who did, I don't think made a start last year at safety. Uh, you know, they were using him at corner a lot. They, they had to use him all over. Now you're going to say, all right, you know, there's a lot of hope for him. And, you know, they obviously think very highly of him, but you're going to lose – you're going to lose Von Bell and then you're going to roll with Dax Hill. And then and, and I don't know. And then what? Like, I, I think Von Bell's the one that I would be really, really nervous over if I were the Bengals in terms of getting him locked up. Yeah. I think Dax Hill got one start and it was at, at that nickel spot against Tampa Bay for, for Mike. That's right. Mike Hilton. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, if I was predicting who would be signing first on Monday or, or next week, Bell would be kind of the pick just because I think that, you know, they want him back as the veteran leader in that secondary. Um, right. It just makes all the sense in the world that they should be able to get something done. Obviously, he loved being in Cincinnati, loved that secondary, loved playing for Lou Anarumo. Now, since we both think Bates and Pratt are gone, I'm curious what uh, – you hate that phrase, but um, your answer, who do you uh, think has a better career outside of Cincinnati going forward? Uh, Jesse Bates. Um, I think Jesse Bates is, he kind of proved himself as, as one of the more talented safeties in the league. I mean, he's 26 years old. He's, he's going to show up somewhere. Uh, I think he do a really good job. Um, you know, there were, I think Mary Kay Cabot reported that, uh, Cleveland, he was interested in Cleveland. Um, there were, I forget the, the wording, whether they were interested in him or he was interested in them. There, there was some interest there. Um, so I think that that really matters, but, yeah, I, I just – I think Bates is <laughs> – to go back to Jermaine Pratt's Twitter account, uh, I think that Bates is a three-down player. I don't know if Pratt would get used in all situations like that. I think he absolutely can, um, and I think he's obviously going to look for a place where he's going to play all three downs. But I just think Bates is – he's one of the more talented players in the league uh, at, at that position, I should say. And um, I know I, I, I think wherever why, he, why, you woke me up. Yeah. Me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I think, but, uh, I, you know what? You say that but yeah. two years ago, we, we, we obviously started covering the team uh, before the season, but in 2020 yep. Bates was like an elite, uh, you know, according to pro football focus was like an elite level defender. Um, yep. And this contract situation, wh- whether it was that altogether, just sort of uh, coincided with, you know, him sort of, uh, having a bit of a drop off in the last two years, I wonder if now 
if he gets the long-term deal, uh, he's able to kind of replicate what he did a couple years ago when he was sort of locked down in that in that role. And I know Luna Rumo said a lot depends on what kind of comes your way, but um, in terms of making an impact. But uh, I think obviously the last two years he was not happy not having sort of security. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that is kind of the, you know, you you can look at a lot of different things, and I think guys are saying the same thing. Like Jermaine Pratt, when he talks about playing on third down, the reason he wants to play on third down is because he wants the money that comes with three down linebackers. Like, Like these guys are saying, you know, they want, they're all saying the same thing. They just, they want security, Um, you know, but I think if you, if you look at like, Cleveland, I, I mean, Cleveland secondary, I, I know Denzel Ward's there. Uh, I, I mean, you add Jesse Bates to that, like, to that safety core. I think Grant Delpit's there. So you have Delpit and then Bates. And then it's, okay, Joe, Jesse Bates, go ball. Like, go, go do your thing. I think, you know, he's going to go to a place where you can kind of get that responsibility and that kind of reign to say, all right, you need to do what you do best. So I think that that is something that – that Jesse's going to do. So I, I, I mean, frankly, I think it could be one of those situations where he goes somewhere and, you know, October rolls around and whether or not Dax Hill and let's say it's Von Bell are playing well, I think you might have a situation where Bengals fans are going, what the hell? Like, why did, why did we not make more of an attempt to keep him? Cause Jesse's playing really well. Yeah. And for Pratt, you know, what system does he kind of go into? You know, he was able to make all sorts of plays because, you know, they're basically running two linebackers. He goes to a four, three and is in one of three linebackers that's on the field. You know, his production will take a hit. Like you mentioned, does he play all three downs? Uh, Bates, you know, it'll be interesting to see what team he ends up with in terms of like, you know, does he go to Atlanta and just it's like a void of where, you know, he's an irrelevant sort of star on a bad team for the next couple of years? Or, I mean, maybe they land Lamar Jackson and that's not true. But in terms of right now, the future looks bleak in Atlanta. And like if they sign him as their star or star free agent, it just seems like it could be a couple of years before um, you hear his name. But we're going to take a quick break and then get right back to the free agent discussion here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Hey there, it's Muhammad Ahmad from the Strictly Stripes podcast. You might be wondering, what exactly is Cincinnati Football Insider? Well, it's a community of fans who want the inside scoop on the Bengals and a direct connection to the Strictly Stripes podcast and the reporters who cover the team. And that would be me, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nislick. It works like this. Andrew, Mike, and I will text your phone a few times a day with breaking news, analysis, and our insights on the Bengals. It's the inside scoop on what we're hearing, and we'll give you the inside word before it even hits social media. Being an insider is the best way to participate with the podcast and get in on special events and Zoom calls with me, Mike, and Andrew. And the best part is you can text us directly. It's a great way to cut through the clutter of Facebook, Twitter, other social media, and avoid the trolls for just $4.99 a month. Still not sure? Well, just try it for two weeks, and if you don't like it, you can text the word STOP at any time, but you won't want to cancel once you join the community of hardcore Bengals fans. Here's the best way to get on board. Go to cleveland.com slash Bengals, click on the blue banner at the top of the page, or if it's easier, text 513-940-4193. It's a great time to try the two weeks free, as we'll be reporting live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Plus, we'll be covering free agency on the way to the NFL Draft in April. Give us a try for two weeks and see what you think. Just text this number again. It's 513-940-4193 and become an insider today. 
All right, welcome back to the Strictly Stripes podcast. Like I said, this is Mike Nislik, and he's Andrew Gillis. We're running the show today for Muhammad Ahmad. Uh, we're talking about free agency. You mentioned this earlier about fans not maybe being happy about them not making a splash-type signing like they did last year with sort of upgrading the entire offensive line. But with the exception of a Joe Burrow extension, what's one move the Bengals can make here in the next week or two that you think would satisfy the fan base or, or, or get them excited about how this off season's going. Yeah. I, I think the easy one is a T Higgins extension, um, but I'm not quite sure how likely that is. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say the signing of a tackle, like a like a notable, Hey, this guy's going to come in and play offensive tackle for us. And he's a starter. And however it shakes out, it's going to shake out. Um, I think that that would really kind of get the fan base going, um, whether that's Donovan Smith, who just got cut from Tampa Bay, uh, whether that's Mike McGlinchey from, from San Francisco. I think if you add a tackle, because every year, I mean, I, and I say every year as if it hasn't been two years, uh, but, you know, the last two years that the Bengals have lost, one of the takeaways from that loss has been, the offensive line didn't hold up as well as you thought they would or thought they could have or thought they should have. And I just think any help on the offensive line, I mean, picking offensive linemen in the draft and signing offensive linemen in free agency is basically just like getting a really nice pair of khakis for Christmas. It's not the most exciting thing in the world, but this is a team I think where it really, really matters because you've got the receivers, you've got the quarterback. I, I Like, I, I just think that, if there's one move that, to, that you're going to make, be better. it's like a new video game for a system you already have because you've got the the the, the building That's a blocks. fair point. Like it's like a new game, yeah, like an accessory, like a new headset Burrow, or a controller. Yeah, or... Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase with a system, and you know that you've got that, <laughs> yeah. and now you just need <laughs> that's need better. A couple more games, right? That, that's what. The, yeah, what that's need. a better that's one. Like a so we'll game. go with that one. So basically, it's like getting a nice accessory or something for your gaming system when you already had the system in place. So I think that adding on the offensive line would really kind of make some people happy. Yeah. You know, yes, I think that would, would work. I I think that fans are nervous that, you know, that their definition, you know, cause uh, at, uh, I think you walked away from Duke Tobin before he answered the question about them going all in. And he was like, well, we're going to spend to the cap. You know, we're all in, we're going to spend to the cap, but that's not sort of what fans I think view all in is they want aggressive. They want, you know, taking yeah. a chance, taking a swing. And I don't know that the second is, round you know, pick for Jalen Ramsey, like that. Yeah, right. so that's Something, what people you know, view as all in. They, but they do. They, it's not, you know, the, 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 the number, the amount of money that they spend, I think the Bengals are going to spend what they have to spend. You know, that, that's what they're, they're going to do. But in terms of being aggressive, I don't know that that's in their DNA and that they're, they're going to change that Just, and based on what, Tobin said at uh, the combine, it didn't sound like he's, you know, he said, I hate trading up, you know, it's like, so he's not going to take a swing that way. And I, and I don't know, you know, is there a swing to take, you know, is there a guy that you think or, or a move that can be made that would be interesting like that in free agency? I'm trying to think in free agent, like Orlando Brown strikes me as a guy that maybe if you wanted to, to splurge, that would be the guy, but I just don't think that's very likely or possible. They just don't have the money. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I, Frank Clark at, you know. just got cut. Do you add a guy like that? 
Um, that was a name that I thought was it like a pass rusher like that where maybe you can get him on a, you know, like one year Super Bowl contender or something like that. Cause you do need, I think, a star up front uh, on that defensive end. You know, I, I think fans yeah. would really like that. Uh, alternatively, w- when you're looking at the roster, do you think fans will be disappointed come, you know, next Friday if Joe Mixon and Leal Collins are still on the roster? That's a good question. Um, I would say no with a caveat. Uh, I don't think fans are going to be upset if Lael Collins is still on the roster. I think they're going to be upset. By next week, no. They will be upset if Lael Collins is still on the roster and there was not a McGlinchey-type signing in free agency and you don't draft a guy in the first round or two. I think so that is like when you start to get in as their number one guy. Come on. Yeah. Then, yeah that's yeah. So I think be... that's the way to better, the better okay. way to phrase it. I think fans are upset. If Leo Collins is like, as of, you know, the off season penciled in as right. the guy, it because they didn't really add any competition. If you add at least competition, I think you can satisfy people. And I'm obviously not saying that that's what the Bengals should be, you know, after that's not, that shouldn't be their goal. Um, but I kind of think the same thing with Joe Mixon, like not saying you, you can let Samaj P. Ryan go and, and kind of roll into the off season and be like, Hey, we need, you know, maybe two guys at, uh, at running back, however you want to look at that. But if you come away with the, you know, second or third round, you drafted Zach Charbonnet or something like that. I think people are going to be a lot more willing to accept both of those guys on the team, um, now, if you roll into next year, like if we're doing this conversation in May and the Bengals didn't draft Anton Harrison when he was available and Zach Charbonnet and Devin A. Chain and Roshan Johnson and a lot of other these guys were available and they didn't take them and they opted for like a tight end, a linebacker and a defensive end, then I think you're going to start to see some angst. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this all unfolds because I think Bengals fans and and I'm of this of mindset too that when you're so close to the Super Bowl, you've got to you've got to push, yeah. right? You got to you got to take a swing. And like I said, I don't know that you know the Bengals have talked a lot about the future and kind of maintaining the core, but with Burrow, your future's set. You need to you're so close now, right? And so I'm interested to see what when they, on Monday as all these teams kind of, you know, do crazy stuff as free agent, you know, that that first period of free agency kind of is and the Bengals maybe don't get mentioned like how how much um, concern, you know, what is the what do the fans do? Do they say, oh, and and Duke, we trust or do they start, you know, pulling their hair out immediately? I mean, it's fans, so probably they'll pull your hair out immediately. <laughs> Do you think um, that's fair? Do you think that's fair? No, Do you think I, that it, it's it's a reasonable thing when you're so when you have a Super Bowl roster intact, right? You're looking for two moves or something to put you over the top. It's fair, right? right? I, like you got it. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. I just I don't know if it's necessarily the most prudent move, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's, those are moves Screw that I prudence, would be making. Right? Like you want, you want to, <laughs> you want the ring. Yeah. Like I get that, but there is also a level of, I, I think I'll put it like this. Fans can be upset at the off season. And then if you start to see, you know, you follow these guys on Instagram or whatever, if you start to see, the location tags hit Cincinnati in the third week of July, and all these guys start showing up, 
And then all of a sudden the bomb drops that Joe Burrow's getting extended. I feel like kind of all of these concerns, all of these issues wash away. Like, it, I think that's fair, right? Like, don't you agree that, like, if Burrow gets extended this offseason, as long as some other crazy S doesn't happen, fans are going to be pretty okay with how this went. So you think, and I, and I think you've mentioned this on the podcast earlier, so you think, you know, in terms of the Joe Burrow extension, we could talk about that for a quick second, that they're saving it for a PR um, I do. Coop, coop, you know, like at the in the summer to be like, everything is awesome. You know, the, like the Lego movie, they're going to drop in yeah. and say in July, we've signed Joe Burrow to this extension. Let's go 2023. You think they're going to hold it. You think that it's, it's, it's going to well, be done. It depends. Hold, hold it. it. Like if the contract extension is done Sunday, then I don't really see a reason to hold it. I think you, I think you get that, you know, you, you just announce it and you roll from there, you sign it. Everything's good. If you're going to negotiate this into the next few weeks, like what's the point of, of announcing a borough contract extension mid-May? Like, because, like, again, also, like, these guys take vacations too. Like, front office members go on, they go to the come beach. In. I, think, I think that they could, I think they'd come in if Joe Burrow was Sure, I but I think, I think it, it, it gives you Zach the Taylor's nice little. Zach at the press conference reserved. He's in, he's in, he's in Cancun. He's like, well, I right. Well, sure. I, like, I, I hear that, but I also think that there is, like, a oh, level of, of momentum boost to, like, hey, the entire team, because, you know, the entire team, you basically make it like pitchers and catchers, but for Joe Burrow and for the front office, like, hey, Joe Burrow will be here like two days earlier and there's going to be this major press conference and everybody knows what it is. And they announce the signing and all of a sudden you have all of this momentum and everybody's in a, everybody's already in a good mood coming into training camp. But like, if you can just, if you get that momentum where everybody's like, oh my God, Joe Burrow's going to be here for seven more years. Like, I, I think that that could really matter. So like, I mean, they're obviously going to try and get this done as soon as possible. Um, if that means it's done next week, then you announce it. I'm just saying that like, if this negotiation goes till Memorial Day weekend or something like that, I just don't envision the Bengals kind of like burying it in the off season. Like, this is your spring. You're using it as a springboard. You're you're thinking. Yeah, of you're you're, you're springboarding yeah, yeah. into the season, and like, this is. I mean, is this the most important contract extension in Bengals history? Like. Like this is uh, this isn't something that you just want to call a press conference for with like local media the day before. Like this is something that like you want a massive event for, and I think pairing it with the start of training camp makes a lot of sense. And, and you can um, set up like Super Smash Brothers stations to have you know him play and and, and do some fun. Right? Yeah, I mean do they should just contest. do what the combine did. Were you were you did you, when you walked outside? I don't know what exit you left, but they had like a fan experience. I didn't just see do, the like, fan the experience. Yeah, was it? Did it you, was. Did you... Well, uh, I ran the forty. Uh, I ran it in four three, um, <laughs> which was pretty good, I thought. Um, but no, like they had like a bunch of like uh, they had like obviously merchandise because it's not the NFL if you're not trying to sell something, um, right? But they have a ton of merchandise, and it was actually pretty cool. Like they had like the the vertical jump station. They had a forty yard dash station. Um, they had like a bunch of pictures you could take. Uh, they had like a, I think like the uh, the broad jump like they set it up as best as they could, but 
What if you just did that for Joe Burrow? You just do the Joe Burrow experience outside Bancor Stadium. And you but just make, make, make it like a money back. But you got to charge. Yeah, make it like thing. yeah, make it like the uh, make it like the Red River rivalry, and you just have like a week long circus outside the stadium, and then you announce the contract extension on Saturday. You've got a lot of marketing ideas. You should submit them to the team. I know. I, we should submit that. this podcast to the Bengals because, like, honestly, like, we should just take commission. Yeah, that's where you go. That's fine. Well, okay, so what, one more question then before we go. T. Higgins extension happens this month, yes or no? This month? Well, yeah. Or this, like now. Like now. Oh, you know, no. This, no, you don't think so? No, absolutely not. I don't think this – I don't think it happens this I don't think it before happens this season? Summer. I don't think don't it happens think it this happens summer. Before Wow. No. What do you think? So you think I think it'd be hard to have him play on that rookie deal the last year. I I again, but I like this goes back to the all in thing. I think are you going to are you going to pay three guys It'd be really hard cuz it'd be real cuz you're not going you're going to have to do Jamar next year, right? You're not going to let him yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. So like you're going to do both the first year of T cuz you could have, you know, Futs with the first year of a contract. So you're going to do both the first year of Higgins and Jamar next year? Well, and I, I don't know if you are going to do Higgins, though. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. So um, you're, you're, you're calling their bluff? Is this what you're doing? You're calling their bluff that he's a long-term member of the team? Or are you going to franchise tag him? I, I could certainly see a franchise tag. I just don't know if it's financially possible to do that. Yeah. Because you got to pay. I mean, we've talked about this a ton before. You got to pay Jamar Chase probably thirty million dollars, and like just so you just Jefferson's don't think, you don't, you're you're you are not buying the long term part of the what Duke Tobin no. said. No, I am not. Okay. Um, so you think it's I it's, do uh, <laughs> interesting. I'm I, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I I, I think I'm buying. The, that they want him to win, they just can't afford him. You know, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not that they don't like T. Higgins. It's just right. that, like, you're you're looking at this situation, and it's like I don't know if you could responsibly do that. Um, now, I mean, you look at the situation, and it's like, all right, well, could you franchise T. Higgins, keep him around another year, and kind of still pay him that twenty million dollars without the long term commitment? Yeah, but um, I just. I think you're if you if you really are in it to win it, like you said, like if you're going to do the all in move, I think the all in move is, I mean, not. I think it's something you just don't do, and that's trading T Higgins. Because if if you don't trade T Higgins, then you have a guy on a rookie deal who's one of the NFL's better receivers, and you're just saying, all right, this is your contract, you're going to play under it, and go from there. Um, so there, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to kind of do with the with the contract, but keep him and and play him, and don't worry about 2024 and and just you know that it, in the words of um, Ted Mosby, that's future Ted's problem. So that's future Duke's problem. Well, that's future it, Duke's problem. It was fun, Andrew. Uh, we will be in the uh, the uh, we're getting back what I don't know how I would say that not the co-pilot seat but the, the I guess the reserve seats or the just the we'll, we'll go first class when Muhammad gets back yeah, uh, we'll, just, we'll go back to our assistant pilot role yeah spectators or, or commentators yeah. but it was fun um, and uh, free agency we'll have all the updates 
uh, you know, throughout the weekend if anything happens and Monday and, and join subtext. Uh, it's been fun talking to subscribers about uh, all the goings on. Uh, and uh, we, we had fun on this episode of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Uh, for Andrew Gillis, I'm Mike Isaac. We'll talk to you later.